to another thought-provoking episode of the Black Crown Chronicles podcast, where we explore the intersection of professionalism, Black hair, and identity. I'm your host, Dr. Kenesha L. Rowe, and joining me today is Emmy Award-winning television producer, Natasha Gaspar. So let me tell y'all a little bit about Natasha. Natasha is the founder and chief empowerment officer of Main Moves Media Inc., which is the premier online natural hair and lifestyle TV network for Black women. She's born and raised in Brooklyn, New York by a single Haitian mother, and she's the youngest of three children. And she's always been interested in the entertainment industry, particularly television and film. She is a firm believer in the power of storytelling in creating narratives, shaping the perceptions, and vowed to use this power to uplift Black people worldwide. She realizes how Black women have historically been underrepresented in mainstream media and are rarely celebrated for our natural beauty. So she decided to create a platform where our amazing stories can be told. Natasha is passionate about utilizing conversations about natural history as a gateway into self-discovery that will ultimately lead to self-love. She's certified in psychotherapy and she's eager to further serve audiences by emphasizing the connection between beauty and its impact on mental health and wellness. Natasha, thank you so much for being here. How are you feeling today? How are you doing? I am feeling very good today. Let me tell you, I am excited for this conversation. I am too. I'm very happy (laughs) to have you on the podcast. Um, One of the things that I wanted to connect with you and the reason why I wanted to bring you on this platform is to talk about the historical and cultural significance of Black hair. Some folks know this, picking up different pieces here and there. Um, But having this conversation with someone who it's one of your aims to preserve the culture, I think that this conversation is very important. Um, I know that Black hair is rich in culture and history from traditional African hairstyles to the significance of the styles carrying rice grains through the transatlantic passage, using braiding as maps to freedom, as well as different styles and textures help provide us with economic and social mobility. Um, And it really is in the essence that we have to transform our hair. Our hair truly is magic. And it's always been a powerful symbol of identity and resistance, um, depending on what style that you choose. And a lot of the times when we live through this history, we take that for granted in 2023. You know, one day this will become history for our future families. Um, But what are some of the contemporary or recent contexts surrounding Black hair that you believe we should continue to remember and pay homage to? Mm, Wow. Well, something that you said I wanted to touch on as far as this being the historical moment, right? I think that this is one of the major shifts in our perspective having to do with hair, and its connection to us overall, like who we are at our core. I think that that's what's happening. That's what's happened to me since I have returned to my natural hair. And I think that it's at the basis of 
everyone's journey, whether they know it, whether they realize it or not. I think that there is a calling, if you will, towards truth um, that is moving this natural hair movement in waves, right? So right now, you said contemporary, we are in the fifth or sixth wave of this natural hair movement. A lot of folks will probably believe that this current natural hair movement is kind of new, but it's really a continuation of what has started since the beginning of time um, for us. And I think that really uh, connecting with our core will then really tie everything together. Even if you don't really know the history of our hair, because a lot of folks who were born in the, I would say late nineties or so who grew up with YouTube and, you know, media as it, as it was at the time, even if you didn't see images of what was going on in the sixties and the seventies, even if you didn't ha have a personal connection with that, mm -hmm. this movement that we're in now is mirroring that. Right. Even now, it's the same struggle for freedom at the end of the day, letting our hair be free in all types of ways, politically, socially, physically. Right. Um, physically, like <laughs> protective styles. <laughs> yes. Right. And that and we can talk about protective styles because we're looking to change narratives and we're ever evolving. We're ever evolving. We're ever changing. And I think what, like I said, we're moving towards an ultimate type of freedom of our hair. Even if you don't have that connection, it's still in you. You know what I mean? It is still of you. Um, so that's what I'm most excited about, really sharing the ideas and um, the emotions around our hair and how it's tied to every part of our being and how it connects all of us around the globe, no matter what texture you have. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I answered your question. I was going on and on, but yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. I wanted to go back to something that you said about a self-awakening. And so we're both natural, been natural for a couple of years. And some people go through multiple episodes of that where they go natural, then they choose a different texture, then they come back natural. How do you think you discovered that you're actually being awakened? What was that moment like for you? I think the awakening for me is such a good feeling. It's uh, it's like the light bulb going off. I don't know if you've ever been stuck in the dark and you're looking for the light switch, <laughs> right? But when the light comes on, you are relieved. You are relieved, right? Mm -hmm. It's that sense of, I never saw it that way before, or I never thought of that way before. It's a, it's like an opening. It's, it's a new portal. It's expansion. It's all of these things. It's a new perspective. It's a new vantage point. That is what the awakening is to me. And it's something that you can't give to someone else. It's something that, you, you know, someone can't give you. It's everyone's birthright, if you will. It's everyone's journey to have these moments of awakening. Because we, if you think of human beings as flowers, we're blossoming. Our life is a, continuing, a continuous blossoming. It's us growing. And 
you know, the higher you get, your perspective is going to change. You know what I'm saying? And so that, that physical, that metaphysical, (laughs) that spiritual, it's on all levels, different perspectives on all levels, seeing yourself differently. Um, It's a beautiful thing. Sometimes it doesn't feel so comfortable. You know what I mean? Especially if you're not sure, if you're not aware of what's going on, but we all go through it in different ways. And natural hair for me was definitely an awakening. But as I get older, I realize that I've had awakenings prior to my natural hair journey. I just didn't realize it. The natural hair for me was a big one. Okay. It was like, it was like <laughs> a dam had broke. You okay. know what I mean? It was wide open. And so different things started to come from that. And I decided to really, if you look at my, my career, really follow it in that way. So I think that's, that's what makes it so significant. But at the end of the day, my natural hair journey was an awakening to myself. It was an awakening to me and who I really was. And I started on that journey of really unpacking and removing all of these layers that I didn't put there, <laughs> you know, these layers of beliefs and thoughts and ways of being that I, I um, embody and walk through the world with. That natural hair, that the, the moment I decided to, well, it was more than one moment, but the moment that I decided like, okay, this is it, like I'm going to wear my natural hair was a game changer because that, that um that shift in perspective was me taking my power back yep. it was me learning about learning that i did have power that i wasn't powerless that right. this wasn't just something that came out of nowhere and that i can shift it myself you know what i mean it was all up to me that was a game changer yeah, no, that all of that really resonates with me. And, you know, when I think about my own awakening in natural hair is that if someone is has never been natural, listening to this conversation, you may think that it only happens once, but I think it happens in stages and it can happen over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. my natural awakening using your terms, you know, first occurred when I was like, okay, I'm going to stop perming my hair and I'll put in like the kinky twists and you know that was another false narrative of like what my hair should be like hoping that the texture would be that way and when it wasn't consistent I then put myself to go through another awakening because I didn't fully embrace the first awakening that I was going through and that made me think like wow this is a disappointment because I wasn't really true to myself I wasn't really authentic Mm. Um, And even now, like being natural for almost 20 years, I feel like recently I've gone through another another awakening in just fighting this message that edges have to be laid because I can't find a product to lay edges. So why am I trying to lay my edges with locks? Like, how does that make sense? And so you're going to get the fuzzy roots. You're going to get the, oh, yeah, I need a retwist because look. 
I'm trying to conform and it's still not making sense. So now I have to go through another awakening. And part of that is like my, you know, I brought this on myself, but some of that is the messages that you receive in the world. You can't really help that. So I just wanted to put that out there that if anyone's looking to, you know, eventually be natural, it's not just one thing that you may encounter. It could be multiple and that's okay because it's a beautiful journey along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is not a one shot deal. Yeah. <laughs> so and because, that's the blossoming that I'm talking about, right? It's yeah. Constant, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. If you like what you've heard so far, take a moment to like, subscribe, and rate us. This helps us create content you want to hear more about. If you want to read more about Natasha Gaspard, you can find her in books like Beauty Shop Politics, African American Women's Activism in the Beauty Industry by author Tiffany M. Gill and Textured Tresses, The Ultimate Guide to Managing and Styling Natural Hair by author Diane De Costa. So because I know that, you know, the history of natural hair, some folks feel like it started with the 60s and the 70s when we start to see that being documented, but it has existed. Um, there's always been a resistance there. But thinking more recently within the last two or three years, um, in what ways do you think that black hair and hair texture are being perceived and celebrated differently than it has been before? Mm. Well, we have seen so much celebration and conversation around natural hair in the past two or three years, especially with the passage of the Crown Act, mm -hmm. right? And the Crown Act is the creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. Um, and it's, it's, it's an anti-hair discrimination um, law that has passed in several states. And I think it was an eye-opener for a lot of people to realize that, you know, the things that we talk about that happened in the past, first of all, were, wasn't that long ago, mm -mm. right? Nope. And two, it actually happened. Like, it's real. Like, it's not made up. It's not make-believe. It's not a fairy tale. People actually lived through these things. And the proof is right there. You know, before the Crown Act, it was legal to discriminate based on your hairstyle and your hair texture. Yeah. You got to let that sink in. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, not every state has this protection. So it is still technically legal to discriminate against how your hair naturally grows, something that you have no control over. So when you think about, you know, fighting for civil rights and then, you know, when you just talk about race, this hair, this texture is an extension of Black race, of Af of descendants of Africans of our race, because unless we intentionally choose to spend money to change it or to conceal it, um, there's a cost with that as well. But you have to make these decisions in order to earn a living, in order to go to a particular school to receive certain benefits. So it is very much still a social justice issue that I don't think we receive enough attention about. Um, I love the celebration that we have in the ads and, and, and in the faces, but we need to see more. The Crown Act has failed federally. So now we only have state protections, which are limited and vary from state to state. So how you exist as a Black woman, as a Black man, as a Black boy, as a Black girl, if you choose to go to a different state, you may have a completely different experience 
even though we're in the United States of America. And that's wild to me because that makes me think of Mm, we're really not as free as we think that we are, that we really do have limitations in how we can truly exist if we're trying to still, you know, get back to being our authentic selves and being in touch with culture. But law, laws are farther along down the road, right? For us to catch up to. So yes, even though let's say that the Crown Act passed federally and it was illegal across the land, right? Mm -hmm. It still doesn't address the underlying issue of why the law is needed in the first place, is the fact that our hair is deemed as unprofessional and all the other negative things that you can can, um, think of. And that's the part. Like, laws don't change hearts. You know what I mean? Right. Years from now, maybe it'll be a little different where it's like, oh, we don't even need this law anymore. But right now, I think that that's part, that's the widest way to get the attention around the fact that this is something that is illegal. But I have something against punishment. I don't really feel like punishment works. Um, hmm. I I don't believe that you can litigate your way or, you know, write laws to have people change their hearts. Right, because really, values. at the end of the day, their values, right? Right, and so I'm I'm here for I'm here for all the things. I think that law has its place. I think that politics has its place. There's there's other things that can be done in addition to the law. Absolutely, yeah. i you know I'm really glad that you brought that up because, and this may be unpopular opinion. But as much attention that is given to the passage of this legislation, I agree with you. Laws don't change hearts. They give you a boundary on which side of history you should stand on, right? And that this is what we currently value. We protect, you know, hairstyles. We protect textures. But until the law changes, then you are free to have and hold whatever value that you have. And if you are a president of an organization or the hiring manager, you are free to then exercise those values within your decisions. And so one of the things that I've really been thinking about is after the Crown Act passes, then what? There's There may or may not be a line of people that are lined up saying, oh, I'm going to, you know, pursue uh you know, a case against this organization that also takes a lot of resources, but really it comes back to an individual level. I think that the Crown Act being passed is a reminder to say that at this point in time, we have etched it into stone that this is what we believe, even though I take that back because there have been Mm -hmm. a few different laws that have gone back, rolled back in terms of what the Supreme Court has passed. But at least it said that in this moment in history, this is what our values are. So even though we do rely on legislation to kind of guide what the boundary is, I think it also comes down to how we treat one another and the spaces that we create for Black women as well. So I totally agree with you. And we're Mm -hmm. not we're not talking about that piece. And that's the piece that I want to talk about. Right. Maybe we'll talk Mm -hmm. about it if and when it gets passed. But why should we wait? We don't need to wait. We don't need to wait. We know there's an issue. Look at Texas. Texas passed the Crown Act. And then how many months later there was a case where someone gets um, what was he got suspended 
Right, he received punitive action because he had locks because it, right. it didn't meet a certain hair a hair length that you know was in the dress code for schools. So, exactly. and then he probably because our criminal system, our justice system, takes so long to receive justice. Mm-hmm. Like, how long will it take for this young man to receive justice? What does that even look like? Right. What What actions in his life will be impacted until then? Because his life is not going to be on pause. It's going to mm-hmm. move on. And, you know, is this a part of his record? Like, there's so many implications yeah. from decisions like that that I know people aren't thinking about. And that's right. that's why we need the Crown Act is to say, like, this is where you should know that hair is not just hair. <laughs> it is an extension of who we are as people, Black exactly. people, African people. So certainly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How can people get in touch with you? As far as my my hair stuff? Yes, all of that, yes. (laughs) All of it, yes. Well, um, you can definitely reach out to me. Uh, My email is natasha at mainmovesmedia.com. My Instagram is mainmoves. I check all DMs. Um, And (laughs) that's where you will see me having more of these conversations around how how to get to know you. Right. How to get to know you, because for me, I feel like I have all the answers. Right? Mm. <laughs> I, like I have all the answers. Um, but that's from my perspective, right, from what I see, from where I know I can be most effective. And so, like I said, that is about meditation. For me, what I would suggest if anyone's interested in really doing the self, I don't even like self work because work, you don't like work. Like yeah, I feel like I need another word for that. It feels like I'm so broken. I need to do, we. there does need to be another We're word. We're not broken. That. And that's the thing I want people to know. It's really about building a relationship with you. We are so focused on building relationship with our family, building relationships at work, building relationship relationships, right? How is the relationship with you? That is the most important. That is the, the longest relationship you will ever have. Right. You're with you all the time. And these conversations that we have with ourselves um, are the most the things that we need to pay attention to, because we can then start guiding the voices that we hear in our head. So it won't be, oh, I'm this. It will be. I'm here. I am here and I am open to receiving every amazing thing that is here for me and for me to give to give and to receive. Um, it's a new, it's a different way of seeing ourselves in this world. And I feel like we will start having different conversations because our thinking will be different. You understand what I'm saying? The thinking will be different. Yeah. We will start seeing the solutions instead of the problem, you know? Um, well, not instead of the problem, we will see the solution to the issue. It will just come like this. That is why the promised land looks so clear and attainable. It's because once you are in tune with yourself, your human, your your human spiritual self, all the things that make you you, the answers will come. The answers will come and you will see everything in a different way and be excited about it. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I couldn't have ended it better. Listen. 
So want to say a heartfelt thank you for having this conversation, being on this show. Um, Emmy Award winning television producer and CEO of Main Moves Incorporated. To our listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. If you found this episode helpful, inspiring, please subscribe, rate and share with your friends and colleagues. Together, we can only amplify these voices to get to really building that better relationship with self. So until next time, stay true to yourselves. All right, that, is it. that conversation went a whole different way that I thought it, it did, but it's, it's all good. I like that because I'm all about staying authentic too. Listen. Yeah.